Walking with Jesus, serving with love, sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Podcast. Hey, PCOM family, it's Dan here, which means it's the third Tuesday of the month and my turn to come on here and tell you a story or two to encourage you, to give you a picture of the the big picture and how we on the corner of Oso and Marguerite fit into that big story. Uh, I really enjoy uh, this podcast and the variety that it has. Uh, we had we had Fizzy's questions last Tuesday, which was great. And we've got Jeff stories and, and uh, Pastor Courtney stories. And then, uh, you know, I come on here with uh, some church history. But it's it's really, it's it's a fun podcast. It's it's a great way to connect in with the church. I, I will say Jeff's recent story gave me anxiety. I have uh, traveled a bit in Asia and it's, I, I can't read the signs, right? Because they're not using the, the Latin alphabet. And so I just, I find myself so lost. And so as he was telling those stories. I was getting kind of anxious, but it also made me think of, of what little faith I have when I travel, right? When I travel, it's all me, right? It's, it's, it's my plans. It's the airline's fault. It's will we make the connecting flight, right? With, with too little prayer. I can see Jesus saying, you know, remember the sparrows? <laughs> the hairs counted on your head and you don't think I don't care about you traveling. And so a good call uh, by Jeff and his podcast to remember God working in the seemingly mundane or with quote-unquote non-spiritual things. Always a good uh, reminder. And and yes, uh, Courtney, I believe it was Tertullian. She made a medieval character, but that's fine. No one should ever be embarrassed because they don't have all of their history down. That's why you just you need one, maybe two at most historians around. And, uh, and we can tell you, he's a church father. And the, the real easy way to break everything up is the ancient world takes us from Greece into Rome, right? The, the Republic and the Empire, just like Star Wars. And then when Rome falls, which is kind of like a, kind of takes all of the 5th century, so all of the 400s. So by, the, by 480, 490, we start calling that the medieval world, right? Which just means middle. Why sometimes we call it the Middle Ages, because that was named by people during the Renaissance who named themselves the Renaissance, which meant rebirth, a rebirth of the classical world after a thousand years of darkness. Um, so Renaissance and Reformation and historians, we call that early modern. It's, yeah, it's confusing. You don't need to worry about that. You just need to have one historian around. You can just tap me on the shoulder and say, uh, hey, when, when did that happen? Who Who's that guy? Let me also say uh, in the the vein of of education and Christian education, how awesome the new vision rollout has been. Roots to Fruits, if you've come to it, I mean, that first Sunday was just, you know, everybody showed up and, and then kept showing up and to get together for, for a breakfast and uh, then a, a time to to learn together and, and get into small groups. And I, I, I'm fortunate enough to be on the spiritual formation committee. And so I've been able to, to help think through how we're going to do this and, and ways that we're going to adjust and change and, and do some things, uh, you know, uh, just modify them a bit and, and make sure that we can get to all kinds of things to, to really 
grow the church from that perspective. And you know, Christian education, that's that's my thing. And especially when it takes place outside of private schools and, and colleges, right? To get it outside that paywall, it's uh, the work that I do professionally. And uh, it's great to do it in the context of spiritual growth at PCOM. And so uh, if you didn't go this time, you really, you know, think about coming. It's first and second service. So, and the Faith Formations was just really, really a cool class. So, now that does lead me a little bit to my podcast today. Uh, from time to time, at Roots to Fruits, I will be the, the substitute teacher when, <laughs> when the pastors need, need a break, and sometimes they do need breaks and deserve breaks. I'm, uh, I'm always happy to, to jump in and, and help out, and so I was working with uh, Pastor Daryl, in the spring, I'm going to be teaching a class on the Apostles' Creed, so I think six weeks, and I love the Apostles' Creed. I mean, if you want to talk about the essentials, right? We talk about in essentials, unity, non-essentials, liberty, and in all things charity. The Apostles' Creed really is that oldest confession of the church that says, here are the basic things, here are the essentials, and we can tie the whole church together through this beautiful uh, short creed. Well, I was also going to teach on February the 18th. That's the Sunday of Ride. Daryl will be gone. I was going to jump in, but it turns out that's my birthday weekend, and my oldest sister bought me concert tickets to see none other than Amy Grant. That's right, the original Christian pop artist, and that's uh, up north, and so I'll, I'll be gone that day. But I had already planned my talk. If I was going to teach a one-off class, what would I teach? And as soon as I, I was talking with Daryl, I thought, well, yeah, I know exactly what I'll teach on. I want to talk about three words. The words Orthodox, Catholic, and Evangelical. Right? Today's podcast is brought to you by those three words. Now, it might not surprise you, but my 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 brain is a collection of timelines and trees. It started with sports as a kid, so I could tell you, like, you know, the Chicago Rams moved to St. Louis, then to L.A., then back to, you know, uh, no, Chicago, L.A., St. Louis, L.A. Uh, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers were the Seattle Pilots, and... Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers became a team because the Milwaukee Braves moved to Atlanta after they had already moved from Boston. I don't know why this stuff fascinates me, but it's, uh, it's what I do with the church too, a kind of who's who in the zoo. And unfortunately, as I've said before, amongst Protestants, there are too many divisions. It is part of our heritage. But how might we think of the big picture, the family tree? And so... Without getting into minutiae, what's the big picture of church history look like? And this takes us back to the early creeds in the church. From the Apostles' Creed, which came together over the first few centuries, to the Nicene Creed in 325, and then councils that were called together to answer the question, who is Jesus and, and how is he God and man? How does that work out for us and for our salvation? Now, the first major group to split off from the main stump. Imagine we're drawing a literal tree. The earliest branch is what we sometimes call the Oriental Orthodox. Now, Oriental uh, literally means rising or the East, while we in the West, uh, sometimes if you've heard the word Occident or Occidental, that just means we're in the West in the setting, so the rising and the setting. 
We could use Eastern, but that gets used for another group. So the Oriental Orthodox groups, these are people like, like Syrians and Copts, and, uh, and Copts just means Egyptian. Uh, there's the Ethiopian Orthodox. They all hold to a slightly different version of how Jesus is God, and I, I won't go into that, but part of the reason they're their own church is because they were kind of sp split off by the rise of Islam in the 7th and 8th century, and so they were kind of, you know, behind the firewall and didn't develop with the rest of uh, Constantinople and, and the like. And so the first major split, that's with the Oriental Orthodox, but the, the big one occurs in 1054, remember, in those Middle Ages, medieval period. And this is the division between what we today call the Eastern Orthodox and what we'll call the Latin West. Today, we might call it the Roman Catholic Church, but they didn't call it that. That Then, Eastern Orthodox, Latin West. The church, when it first started, you know, even in the book of Acts and in that first century, you have five centers of power. Jerusalem, Antioch, Alexandria, Rome, and Constantinople. Jerusalem, Antioch, and that's in Syria, and Alexandria in Egypt are all going to fall as power centers. And so by the time you get to the year 1000, you really have two centers of power and then two bishops not always happy to share power. So you've got the Bishop of Rome, his other name is the Pope, starts to argue for his supremacy over all the other bishoprics or, or sees. The Archbishop of Constantinople, who they call the Patriarch, is none too happy with this. And so we have the East and the West. And the East, there, there are a number of issues, but they don't like the fact that in the Latin West, they added something to the Nicene Creed. You know, the Nicene Creed was supposed to bring us together, but then in the Latin West, we started saying in the Nicene Creed, I believe in the Holy Spirit who proceeds from the Father— and then we added, and the sun. It's not a huge deal, but here in the West, we wanted to make sure that Jesus got all the glory that the Father got. He is true God. And so the Spirit should proceed from both. But the East said, yeah, but you didn't go through the councils with us. And this kind of becomes the basis for these bishops excommunicating each other in 1054. Now, that excommunication was rescinded late last century, but... The communions developed so differently over a thousand years that, that full reconciliation seems impossible. So 1054. And then we have the second big schism, that caused by the Protestant reformers starting in 1517. You might know that the company I work for is called 1517, and it's a, a Reformation-oriented group, and, and we like the Reformation, but 1517 is a... a a tragic year in many ways. This was the, the Protestant Reformation, which gives us the Protestant Church and the Roman Catholic Church now. Interestingly, the early Reformers, some of them wanted to call themselves apostolic instead of, you know, Reformation. They wanted to stress the fact that, no, we're just going back to the beginning, right? We're going back to before it kind of got all messed up. Now, humans being humans, we name ourselves in silly ways, sometimes after people, think Lutheran or Wesleyan, or sometimes just how our church government works. 
Presbyterian just means we have elders, and congregational means we decide what's best at the congregational level. But there was another term used by the earliest Protestant reformers. They called themselves evangelical. That is, gospel people, good news people, people who thought that the good news of Jesus had been obscured by medieval innovation and invention. So we have, essentially, two breaks and three parties, the Orthodox, the Catholic, and the Evangelical. And of course, at PCOM, we are formally in that evangelical strain, right, because of our roots in the Reformation and and the church that went, um, well, from Switzerland to Scotland and then over here, uh, the the, uh, Presbyterian church. But here's my good word for you today. As a Christian, in Christ and by the Holy Spirit, you are Orthodox, Catholic, and Evangelical. In fact, if someone asked me what kind of Christian I am, I I might say Orthodox, Catholic, and Evangelical. And then I'd get a, a a strange look, but no one has trademarked those. What does Orthodox mean? It literally means righteous opinion or godly doctrine. The truths of the faith are important. And of course, we add to that orthopraxy with orthodoxy, so righteous practice to that. So the truth is important. What does it mean to be Catholic? If you've ever said the Apostles' Creed in church and you get to that part where it says, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. And if you're amongst Protestants, there'll be a, an asterisk there. And I'll say, don't, don't worry, don't worry. Catholic just means universal, right? When the Apostles' Creed was written, there was no Roman Catholic Church. Catholic meant the universal church, all of us together. I care that we have the truth, that we're all together, and then that we're evangelical. The evangelion means good news. We say it here, Jesus is good news. To be evangelical isn't a political position or something for a culture war. But but like those angels to the shepherds, we come with good tidings of great joy. We are good news people. So as Christian, take those words back, Orthodox, Catholic, and Evangelical. How can we, how can we strive to embody all three of those things? Maybe we won't see unity in the church in the, the present. I, don't, I, don't, I wish I could be more optimistic that church bodies would reconcile as easy as they divide. But we as individuals can be Orthodox, Catholic, and Evangelical. So I leave you with that good word. Advent is coming. The Christmas season is coming. Courtney is going to be teaching Roots to Fruits on uh, Advent. I can't wait for those. There's two weeks off uh, as our uh, confirmants, including my son, Court, are getting ready for December 3rd, which is the first Sunday of Advent, and when we're going to have one service at 10 o'clock, followed by confirmation and baptism and food. It was so great last year. Can't wait to do that again. So, uh, you know, if you see me around church, if you've got uh, got any questions or things you'd like me to talk about on the show, I I love taking questions. I really, I, I know I can be an awkward fellow, but if you just say like, hey, what, why is it called the Nicene Constantinopolitan Creed? And I'll have a great talk. Uh, also on the Christian History Almanac, my full-time job starting this Sunday, we are 
transferring, transforming it into the Christ, uh, Christmas history almanac. So I will be doing all Christmas weekend shows if you want to listen to those incarnation and nativity and Saint Nick and the like. All right. Have great Thanksgiving, everyone. That's my time. Be Orthodox, Catholic, and Evangelical, remembering that in Jesus we have the good news that is proclaimed this coming season with the birth of Jesus. Be well. Peace. Thank you.